Welcome back to another episode of an Athletic Life podcast. I'm your host, Schneef. Today we have a very good friend of mine, Cooper Peterson. Went to high school with Cooper. He's a college athlete. Cooper, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Logan. Cooper, could you just introduce yourself for the audience? Yes, for sure. So I'm a Cannon Falls graduate in 2020. Um, I currently am a junior, well, just finished up my junior year at UW Stevens Point. Um, that's over in Wisconsin. And I'm wrestling there, and I'm a 141-pounder. So when you're wrestling, what are the top three things that make a good wrestler? You know, so for me, I would say that the top three traits that, like, all good wrestlers have is, like, the the first one, the biggest one is mental toughness. Because if you're not mentally tough as a wrestler, um, you're just – you're not going to be able to train right. And, you know, there's just – nothing's going to be able to go right because in wrestling you know if you're going to be competing at the right weight class you have to be able to cut weight and in order to be able to cut weight you know you have to be able to put in the hard work that's required at practice and you know for for the practices that you go through especially as a college athlete like you have to you know be able to be mentally locked in and be willing to you know put in that extra work and then you know you also have to be disciplined like that, that's another one of the big traits I would say, like being disciplined and, you know, what you're doing, like, you know, on the mat, as well as off the mat, you have to, you can't be, you know, stuffing yourself with like junk food and, you know, out drinking beer, pop or whatever, or even water. Like you have to, when you're a college wrestler and you're making weight, you have to kind of control what you like your water intake as well. You need to stay hydrated, but you can't like overindulge. And then this is another big thing. And this is for any level of wrestler, really any level of athlete. If you want to be a successful athlete, you have to be coachable. You have to be able to, you know, listen to what your coaches have to say and try to use whatever feedback they give you to try to improve yourself as an athlete. And I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, if you're not able to be coachable, then it makes it really difficult for you to improve in your sport and, you know, just really make any progress and you're going to end up just getting passed up by other athletes. Maybe they, they might not even have as much skill as you do, but if they're able to be coachable, eventually they're going to pass you up. So that's definitely an important thing as well. Yeah, let's let's break that down a little bit and just kind of go over each one. So you started off with mental toughness. I think that goes for all athletics at any level. If you want to be a successful athlete, you have to be mentally tough because the practices are hard the summers are really quick. You don't get very much time off. You've got practice, lift, school. Sometimes God, guys got to find a job. Mm-hmm. So to do all of those things and still be able to function and find time for a social life, you have to be mentally tough because otherwise you're going to get burnt out quickly and you probably won't make it. Yes, for sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's like you, you need to be able to like – be trained properly and you know and just time manage as well you know if you're not able to do that then it's just it's not for you and you're just not going to find the success that others will if they're able to have the right mental toughness yeah absolutely and the next one was discipline and I think that you know it speaks for itself but it's something that kind of goes unnoticed you can't hold yourself to a high standard and then go do things that aren't good for your body when you're, when you're an athlete, you know, you have to do the things that are right. You got to eat right. You got to sleep. Sleep's a big one. I don't think people realize how, how healthy sleep is for you and how it can benefit you. And then also like you, you touched on it. You can't go out and 
and drink all the time. You know, you gotta, you gotta do what's best for you. And sometimes that means cutting out some of those fun activities, but you know, greatness comes with sacrifice. And those are some of the things that a lot of athletes have to sacrifice to be great at what they do. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I think that's great. A great way to put it. Greatness comes with sacrifice. Cause yeah, if you want to find success, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. That's just how it is, you know? And and like down the road, you'll have, you know, maybe more time for some of those social things. But right now, like when, when you're an athlete, I think that's just, I mean, you know, between athletics and schooling, those are the top priorities, you know? Absolutely. And, you're you're yeah. there to get a degree and then, you know, be an athlete at a high level. Yes, exactly. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's good to find that good balance between athletics, school and a social life, but you can't let the social life start to take over more than the athletics and the schooling. Cause when that happens, that's when that's a problem. And then that's when you're struggling with your discipline. So, yeah, I don't know if you've ever got this, but you know, some people have asked me, you know, do you miss out having on a normal college career? Like, do you miss it? Well, you know, my normal and your normal is different and I'm getting a lot of opportunities and doing a lot of cool things that, you know, you're not because you're not a, you know, college athlete. And so I think our perspective that we have is different than theirs and it benefits us in different ways. Yes, I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. So that like there's there's been some, you know, good wrestlers that I've kind of met around campus that they aren't wrestling and you know, they, they definitely could be on the team if they wanted to. And sometimes like someone will ask them like, Hey, you know, why why don't you want to wrestle or anything? And they're like, Well, if if I was wrestling then I wouldn't have time to, you know, party or do whatever and I'm like well, okay, that's that's your decision, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, like you said, this is kind of our like normal, you know. And I'm, you know, when you if you want to be a successful college athlete, you have to totally buy into it. And then once you do that, that's just what's normal for you, and you get used to it, and then you enjoy it, you know, and you love it. So, oh, absolutely. And the quicker you buy in, the quicker you reap the rewards that the program can give to you. Yes, exactly. And then the last one you said was be coachable man, be coachable. It sounds so simple, but it's so difficult for a lot of people because they've been doing, you know, you've been wrestling since what, third grade? Kindergarten, started in kindergarten. Kindergarten, yeah. there you go. So you've been wrestling your own way, your own style for so many years. And now you go to this new program and it's it's different than what you did in high school. You know, the coaching's different. The the practices are different. The way you wrestle might be a little bit different now. And it's it's hard for people to to change their game and change the way they work to operate within a new program. And that hurts a lot of people and probably is, you know, some of the reason why some people don't make it at the program they're at just because they can't adjust. They can't be coachable. They can't, you know, fit into the environment that they're, they're in. Yeah, no. Yeah, for sure. Like I, yeah, like I've known guys that maybe, you know, the coaching style in college is different than what they're used to in high, in high school. And then they kind of decide after a little while that, they just want to be done because they're like, well, I don't like how the coaching is, but it's, they don't understand that, you know, the coaches at this level, they, they've been doing this for quite a while and they know what they have to do in order to, you know, get us to competing at a high level, you know, and competing well. So, you know, yeah, you just have to be willing to listen to what they have to say and then kind of just buy into, you know, what they're trying to teach you. Cause it, like they know what's best for us at the end of the day. So you have to just, you know, listen to them and trust that they have your best interests in their mind. Right. Because college coaches, they're not, you know, the average Joe, the dad, the parent that's helping you in high school. You know, they've been, they do what they do for a reason and they've been doing it for a while. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They have so much knowledge and passion for the sport and they just want to share it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cooper, what's your why? Why do you do it? You know, for me, like, I, I feel like, you know, and this is for all, a lot, pretty much probably any athlete, especially if you're, you know, competing in college. Like, I feel like I, I almost need this sport. Like, I just have a passion for it. And if I wasn't wrestling, I honestly, I don't know what I would be doing with my time. You know, like, you get so used to just the grind of it and you kind of just fall in love with it. But, like, I feel like if I wasn't, you know, wrestling, just practicing every day like getting my lifts in and whatnot like I feel like I'd be in a pretty tough spot mentally because I just I wouldn't know what to do you know and like I don't know I just I also just love pushing myself and just like seeing how far I can you know just push my limits and then like just the grind of like being able to compete and train like you know especially alongside some pretty cool people that you meet you know through through the years like being on a team with them it's just there's there's nothing like it that's that's why I do it yeah, absolutely. You touched on it a little bit. You wouldn't know what to do with your time. I feel like that a lot, especially when we have a couple of days off or maybe a week off. You feel almost lazy. Like, what am I doing with yeah. my life right now? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I know, like, right away when the season ended after, you know, this, this year for us, like, you know, there's about a week and a half, two weeks span where, like, my body just kind of needed some rest to just recover a little bit, you know? And, but it's just, it's tough. Cause you don't want to just kind of rest. Like, you know, you're so used to go, 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 but uh, you know, your body sometimes needs that a little bit, but then like, once you're finally able to like, you start kind of getting back in the wrestling room, wrestling more, uh, getting back to your normal lifting routine, then, then you just, yeah, you, you don't feel that laziness and you just feel more productive. And yeah, I, I enjoy that feeling way more than feeling like I'm just sitting around and doing nothing, you know? Absolutely. What do you think makes Minnesota high school wrestling so special? Because it's it's really one of the states, you know, in, in the country that has top-tier wrestlers, and it's a big deal. What makes it so special? So I, I think there's just such a tradition that goes along with it. Like, I mean, just, just a few examples. So, like, in, like, southeastern Minnesota especially, like, every, every year they have, like, a, a wrestling awards banquet for the seniors. I don't know many other places that have, like, you know, just a certain area of the state where they do something like that. But they've been doing that forever. Like they have a banquet for all the like Southeastern school seniors. And then they also have like a border battle with Iowa, which Iowa is another very rich wrestling state. Um, and the border battle with that, what that is, it's they, they take the like kind of Southern Minnesota, like seniors who are, you know, they pretty solid seniors normally. And then they wrestle like some of the pretty solid seniors from Northern Iowa and, you know, it's just it's just some of the things like that. But I also think what like another thing that contributes to why it's so special is that Minnesota does a great job of giving the wrestlers just a great platform to compete through, you know, like the so Cannon Falls, we're in section one um, and that like the section one tournament is held at the Mayo Civic Center. And for, you know, that venue is I mean, it's a pretty nice venue and that's honestly probably bigger than some other states state tournaments you know like just that venue alone and like the amount of fans that are there and like the the amount of teams wrestling and whatnot so like it's just some things like that and then you also like one of the most special things that you can do as a like you know minnesota high school wrestler is wrestle at the xl energy center and that's just an incredible like atmosphere and it's always packed like you know and it's just you, you can just tell by the amount of fans that are at events like, you know, the section tournament, the state tournament, that it's just 
like Minnesota wrestling. It's just like an incredibly like, you know, just there, there's a lot of passionate people like for the sport of wrestling in Minnesota. And you can, you can just tell through, you know, how, how it is throughout the state. But another thing that I would say makes it special is that compared to other states, from what I've seen, and especially kind of interacting with, you know, people from different states at college and through like wrestling, you know, quite a few years, like Minnesota wrestling is incredibly deep, just like the amount of talent. I mean, for there's three classes in Minnesota and like there, there's very few states that are as deep as all the classes are in Minnesota. There's just, I mean, there, there's no one that can like compare to that really. Like you might, you'll either in some States you'll have a really top heavy kind of the bigger schools are pretty solid. And then the smaller schools are not as good, but in Minnesota, it's a pretty even spread, I would say. And I would say like, you know, that just, shows an, another reason why like it's special but there's also the I mean I, I don't know if you know anything about this but there's a lot of kids that transfer from out of state to come to Minnesota to wrestle I mean they'll come from Wisconsin like Iowa I mean South Dakota they they transfer into Minnesota because they want to be a part of what's going on here yeah I that's a, a big part of it and when you have programs like Apple Valley and, you know, even Kenyon Wanamingo a couple of years ago, you have programs like that that are so good. You, you get people that want to transfer in because you, you, you talked about it a little bit. The programs are good and there's a great platform. I've been to both of the, um, the Mayo Civic Center and the XL Energy for Wrestling and the environments are electric. They're some of the coolest things that I've been to for high school sports. It's amazing to see the, the turnout from the fans. It's, it's loud and no matter what, you can watch multiple wrestling matches at one time. So it's a really cool thing. Um, like you said, a lot of people, electric environment, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you clear the mechanism? And for, for the audience that you know don't know what that means, um, when a guy clears the mechanism in, in sports or whatever, they, for me, it's I just take a deep breath, take a step back, and it, it's how you focus, you zone in. Uh, you, you have a loud crowd. You can just get rid of the noise. You can just focus. How do you how do you do that? What's your process? Yeah, so for me, it's all about like having a routine. I think one of the most important things in wrestling is just having a routine that you can go through before every match. You know, so like normally, like you can if you're wrestling in a tournament, or it doesn't matter if it's like a like a team duel style tournament, you know, or even just a team duel. Like you know, you'll know you're up in a couple weights. So, or if you're in a an individual tournament you'll know when you're coming up as well and so i like to i get up you know and start walking around like because wrestling tournaments i mean it's a full day event so you're, you're doing a lot of sitting but you need to make sure that you're able to loosen up when you need to so i'll get up and start walking around when i know i'm probably you know five matches out at least sometimes i'll get up a little bit before then if i've been sitting around for a while and I'll just kind of start walking around and then I'll start kind of jumping around a little bit and just kind of making sure the legs are loose, do whatever stretching I need to do. And then like, yeah. And then when I'm starting to feel loose, like, and I'm probably at this point, maybe I'm in the hole. Then like, I'm, I'm a big like self-talk guy. Like I, I like to just, you know, kind of like say positive things in my head, you know? So like, I, I just say to myself, like, Hey, go out there and do your stuff. Cause I know like when, when I, like I'm on the mat, like, you know, it's 
you just have to have like some of those positive thoughts running through your head because if you don't then the other guy he's going to catch you right away you know you if you're not in the right mental spot when you're in a wrestling match then you're going to struggle so then when then when i step on the mat like you know it's it's just it's everything else just kind of you don't hear anything you you're able to zone everything out and like it's just it's one of those cool things like you know like you you i yeah like i mean I don't know. You're, you're pro- you've probably been in the zone, you know, playing football and stuff. But like when yeah, when you're ready to compete, like and especially if you have the proper warm up routine, like I feel like you're able to just kind of step out there and just have it with a clear mind. I don't hear anyone. Maybe, maybe you hear your coach. Normally you're able to pick out your coach's voice, but that's about it. And then you're just ready to go. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good process. Like you said, you, you have a process and a routine. And that's how you can do that. And sometimes you have to like re-engage, you know, maybe you're in a match and there's a timeout for blood or whatever. And you're talking to your coaches and you can hear the crowd noise again, but then you got to figure out a way to get back into the zone once the match starts again. And it it's challenging for some people, but it's honestly a really unique thing that a lot of athletes can do that a lot of other people can't because they don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. And you know, in a, in a situation like that, like, I think it, it helps having like, you know, good coaches that you have a good relationship with them. Cause a lot of times like the, they'll help me lock back in. They'll say to me, like, if we, if we have a break in the action, like blood time or whatever, they'll be like, Cooper, you're working this guy, you're out conditioning him. Just keep, keep your foot on the gas. And then, you know, when you get like just some of those thoughts in your head, it just gives you the motivation that you need to just go out there and keep grinding and working hard. Yeah, for sure. What do you think the biggest difference is between college wrestling and high school? So in college, I would say like everyone wants to be there and they work very hard to try to be the best version of themselves that they can be, you know, like in high school, I'm not saying that in high school, not everyone wants to be there, but there's definitely some kids that aren't as into it as other kids, I would say. And the, yeah, in in college, everyone is like, they have to have bought in or they're not going to last very long, you know? And there's also in, in college, you're not going to have any like rollover kind of easy matches like that. Just that doesn't happen when you're competing. Like every match is a grind, you know, like there's definitely like I found like early on in my college career that some moves that were very effective for me in high school, they just don't really work at the college level. And, you know, so you have to you have to just adjust. But like, you know, go, going along with adjustments a little bit, like college matches are also seven minutes long instead of the six minutes in high school. Um, and, you know, a one minute difference, it might not seem like a whole lot, but you also you have to like kind of prepare a little bit differently because uh, you, you, the first period's three minutes instead in high school, it's just two or it's three two minute periods. But a three minute period to start out a match like that can that can be a grind like you don't have like any you know, break in between period after two minutes, you just, you keep going. But, and then there's also riding time in, in college, which that also, you know, is an, a unique factor that the college like sport of wrestling brings compared to the high school. And so, you know, if some guys that they're maybe not like as good of a rider, they might need to improve the riding so they can try to like take advantage of that riding point. Or if you're maybe not great on bottom, you need to improve at bottom to, so you can get out so you don't have to give up a riding point. But I mean, just some of those things that are like, those, yeah, those are some of the differences I would say between college and high school. Yeah. And about the, the riding time, we'll get right into that now, I guess. What do you think about the new rule change 
with the three-point takedown and not being able to get your riding time if you don't secure back points, I think that's the rule. I might be a little bit off there, but along yeah. those lines, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so th- those haven't those were just some that were they they're not official yet, and I don't know if they'll pass or not. But those were some rules that were brought up. Um, you know, to be honest, I would be fine with a with a three point takedown because I'm a I mean I'm a lot more of like a kind of a feet wrestler. Um, so you know I I, I like getting takedowns, so I'd be fine with that. And also, like uh, I, I don't know, it worked to my benefit too if like you had to, you know, get like a, a turn to secure a a riding point, at least for me on bottom. Cause I'm, I don't really get turned too often. So like, I, I don't know. I feel like that would maybe help me on bottom a little bit, but at the same time, like on top, like it would, it's, it can be tough. Like, well, college wrestling, like, no, like I said earlier, no one's like a rollover type dude, you know, all the guys are tough. So it's, it, it's a lot tougher to, you know, get, get a turn at times, but I, I kind of like how they have it right now where if you have a minute, like more riding time than the guy, then you get a point. I, I think they should probably keep the riding time how it is, but you know, it, it is some kind of unique things that, or different things to think about. Um, and that they would be kind of, I don't know, they'd be interesting changes if they do end up putting those into effect. Yeah. And I might be wrong here again, but Iowa has a wrestler. I think his name is Jacob Warner, who he gets a lot of riding time and I watched him a little bit this year and that could, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't win by pinning a guy, pinning guys a lot. He wins by points and part of his points come from getting that writing point. And so if he doesn't get back points, then he can't get the writing point. And some of his matches may become a little bit closer. Maybe he drops a couple more, but it just seems like it could affect a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Or maybe some guys do have to change their style a little bit more. Yeah, no, yeah, it definitely could affect some guys. Yeah. Cause some guys are just tough riders. They, you know, know what they need to do to not get called for stalling or anything. And they, they're able to just put a lot of good top pressure on the bottom guy. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely, like if they would have to, you know, really probably adjust their style if they, if that rule went into effect. And, you know, I think, I, I don't know, I think it'd be kind of maybe too big of a shakeup right now. Like maybe they would have to ease into it. Like, I don't know if you maybe, start using something like that in high school so some of the future generations of wrestlers can kind of get used to it at a younger age but I feel like for some guys it would be kind of a a big shock to you know their their style right now especially after they've been wrestling for a certain way for so long yeah let's talk about your wrestling style a little bit you said you're a foot wrestler what does that mean so like I I'm I'm pretty solid on the feet so I I like to be wrestling when I'm up the other guys up and work for my takedowns um you know that's that's what kind of being a feet wrestler means um and you know it like I've always kind of wrestled like that so it didn't like I was kind of lucky I didn't have to make like a drastic change to my style when I came to college which that was nice because in college a lot of the wrestling is done on the feet um, and then like another thing like about me, like I'm, I'm pretty tough on bottom. Like I don't get turned like, or very rarely I do, you know, if a lot of times if I were to get turned, it's cause I get caught in kind of a goofy kind of scramble position. But, um, yeah, but like, I don't know it. And like, I, my, so my frame too, this is kind of funny. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like five foot 11. I wrestle 141. So a lot of people, if they kind of looked at me, they would probably think I'm a leg rider just because I'm like kind of longer and lankier. But 
that's not me at all because I'm just that yeah I'm, I've never been a lug rider I never will be but um like typically like I don't know if it's unorthodox a little bit for my kind of frame to just kind of be more of a straight up kind of feet wrestler just kind of a grinder on top but uh yeah I don't know that's a little bit about my style yeah that makes sense I guess and you know I, I would assume the same thing you know I know you I know who you are I know what you look like I yeah for a leg rider for sure yeah um what do you look for in an opponent when you're scouting them? So when I'm scouting an opponent, like I, I normally look for their strengths and then their weaknesses as well. So like, and then like anything that they do that might really stand out. So if they have like one move or a couple moves that they're just really good at, like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you know, see how I can defend that the best possible way or like avoid situations where I would maybe get in like a situation like that. And then like, you know, whatever information I get about how they wrestle, like I just, I just try to game plan about how I can use that to my advantage to like, and see what I need to do to maybe make adjustments to my style a little bit. So that I'm kind of maybe at more of an advantage going into the match. Um, but I don't, I don't ever really over game plan though, because like, I think at the end of the day, like I need to just be confident in like what I do well. And then, you know, make, make minor adjustments, but um, I'm not going to, you don't want to ever drastically change what you do well, you know, to cater to an opponent. Um, But yeah, I, that's like, I, you don't want to overthink things, you know, you don't want to overcomplicate things by trying to, you know, make big changes, small, small adjustments, um, but not big changes. Yeah. We talk about that a lot up here. We say, you know, see a little, see a lot or, um, we say things like, uh, if you work on a ton of things, you're not going to get better at anything. You know, every day you got to kind of hone in on one detail here or there, maybe a couple of details. Because if you try to get better at everything all at once, it's, it's not going to happen. And you're actually probably going to get worse in some areas. Yes, for sure. So kind of do the same thing for you and with wrestling. Um, so who's had the biggest impact on your career, you know, whether it's been in college or in high school? So I, I would say for me, like the person that's had the biggest impact on my career is he was my assistant wrestling coach all throughout you know middle school high school um his name's Kevin Landry uh you you probably know Landry a little bit yep yep but uh yeah so he he just taught me a lot of things about like you know accountability and like like how I should carry myself like you know after a win or a loss like and that I feel like that's just gone a long way about kind of teaching me how to, you know, be kind of a professional and like the, the sport, you know, like what, how, what you need to do and like, just, yeah. So I've some people you, you'll watch them and they'll, after a loss, they'll throw a fit or something, you know, the, they don't really shake your hand, but like, you know, if I win or lose, I'm always going to shake your hand. I'm going to be respectful. And like, you just want to try to carry yourself in a good way. And those were just some things that really Landry drove home to me, like at, like at a young age, you know, like, um, and then he also, you know, taught me a lot about wrestling and, you know, helped me to really develop my style and help me on to improve at what I was good at at a young age. And I've really kind of carried that with me throughout my career. Yeah. I know Landry a little bit. He's an awesome guy. He's a really good coach and he's really passionate about wrestling. And I think he, uh, he was a really good fit for the Canon program. Yes, for sure. What are your thoughts on the cauliflower ear tradition slash rite of passage type thing? <laughs> yeah, so uh, cauliflower ear, like some people really want it. And I've I've heard of people, they like, 
they'll try like really hard to like get it. Like they purposely try to get it. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I have cauliflower ear in one of my ears and I, I'm going to tell you like now it's fine because it's all hardened. But like when you're first getting it, like it is not fun. I mean, I had to, I had to drain my ear so many times because it just gets filled up with like blood and fluid and stuff. And, you know, it, I guess now it looks kind of cool, but it, at the same time, like it's, it's not really something I ever sought out to get. And I'm not, I don't really, I'm, I don't want it in my other ear because it just makes things like just kind of painful for a while. So now I wear headgear every day at practice, but coming, coming into college right away, I didn't. And I kind of paid the price for it by getting it. But Hey, if some people want it, then all good for them, I guess they can, they can go and get it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things like everyone kind of thinks a little bit differently about it, but it, it is kind of like, it is kind of cool thing that, that you can have and people will know that you were a wrestler. So. Yeah. There's a couple ways to point out a wrestler. Yeah. For ear and sweatpants tucked into the socks. Yes, for sure. Yeah, ways that you can do it. <laughs> yes. Um, like you said, a lot of guys want it. A lot of wrestlers I've talked to, talked to, they say it's, you know, it's the rite of passage and it means you've worked hard and you've you've wrestled a lot and they kind of see it as like a sign of respect almost. Yeah, no, yeah. I I can see that as well. Like, you know, there there's a there's been multiple times where I've, you know, just been out and about doing whatever and someone will walk up to me and they'll be like hey you a wrestler and i'm like yeah and, you know it's it's cool that you sometimes get that recognition like that you've like been putting in a lot of work into a sport for a long time and you have something that can kind of show for it <laughs> yeah absolutely i think that's cool too um what would be your sales pitch for anyone listening that you know has the opportunity to wrestle at uw stevens point why should they go there you know i would tell them right now um like we have a pretty young group right now and we're, we've been working really hard on building just a, a great culture there. And we have the, we have the right group of guys right now, but we're, you know, can trying to just continue to build this moving forward. And also we have some of the coolest coaches, great coaches as well. Um, Johnny Johnson, our head coach, uh, shout out to him. He, he's got gosh, 25 years coaching experience. He's former Oklahoma wrestler, uh, couple time all american he was olympic alternate um used to wrestle with dave schultz um coach at the u of m for a while he he knows his stuff really well and he he cares a lot and likes to try to you know help us in any way that he possibly can and then our assistant coach as well he's you know been around for a long time been with the program um he's stuck around stevens point too like he's never coached anywhere else he's graduated there so you know, he, it shows that, you know, some people, they, they like to just stick around the program because, I mean, it meant so much to them. But I would say definitely, like, if, you know, if you want to be a part of a, a good culture and what we're building there, like, you know, we're, we got something good going. So that's what I would have to say about it. Yeah, it's important to have people within a program that care about it and that want to be there. Because when you have people in your program that are using it as a stepping stone, it doesn't seem like they're invested all of the way, if that makes sense. Um, I personally feel like having coaching turnover in a program frequently is a bad thing. Um, just because you have a hard time building relationships, building chemistry and finding people that really care about the program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with you. That's, that's one thing I've been really, you know, happy and fortunate. Like it, it's been fortunate at Stevens point that yeah, like the, the coaches are there and they, they're there to stay. Like you can just tell that after you meet them and 
they're just very like stand up dudes and you know that they're not going to try to pull anything on you. Like, you know, coach you for a couple of years and then be like, Hey, yeah, I'm out of here. I got this, you know, kind of bigger, you could call it a bigger opportunity or something that you know that they're not going to short out like that on you. Yeah. What's your uh, call? Uh, welcome to college athletics moment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, like I would say that, the first one that I kind of had, and this was probably after being on campus for like two days, like we, we had some, well, our whole preseason was pretty tough, but we would have, we had like a, a plate workout out on the, out on our practice football field at Stevens point. And like they, uh, and, you know, when I first came into college, I thought I was going to probably be a 133 pounder. I was weighing about 140 pounds. And so I wasn't very big then, but, uh, like we, we did a plate workout and for the plate workouts, everyone uses the same size plates. So we all got 45 pound plates and, you know, for like, so that's the heavyweights they're using those, the lightweights are using those, it, you know, the coaches, they don't care. They're going to push you hard. So, you know, you, right away you start going and it's feeling all right. But then as, as the workout goes on that weight, like, especially being a smaller guy, it just starts to just feel like so much. So that was kind of workout wise. That was kind of like, whoa, yeah, this is this is the real deal. This is going to be tough. It's going to be a grind. And then, you know, I would say the next thing was just getting cauliflower ear. Um, I got that right away. Uh, well, probably about a month into wrestling my my freshman year. Um, so I got cauliflower ear, and then I was kind of like, oh, yep, it, I'm a officially a college wrestler. But then, uh, it was a it was a week before um, our first competition, my freshman year. And I got a really bad, like split lip. Um, it was a week before our first competition and, you know, I had to go and get stitches and whatnot. And, you know, they, I had to wear a mask, like, I, like a full face mask, basically when I was wrestling and, you know, I wore it for a week of practice and then we had our, our first event of the year. And I was like, you know what, I can't see with this mask on, I'm not going to wear it. So then I, I went and wrestled the match, ended up winning the match. But during the match, I my lip, the stitches tore and it was re-split. And then they just took me in the back room of, uh, I think we were at UW-Whitewater. They just took me in the back room there and they, they just stitched me up. They couldn't numb me up or anything. So they're just stitching up the inside of my mouth with without numbing me up or anything. And that was when I was like, yep, I'm I'm officially a college athlete. Yeah, those are awesome moments. <laughs> And they kind of suck when you're in it, but when you think back about them, they're things that you wouldn't trade for anything. Those no, yeah. are what you really hold near and dear to your heart. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Those are things that I'm definitely going to remember for the rest of my life. Okay, guys, we're going to do this new segment. Um, we're going to try it out, see how it works. He's going to be our test dummy a little bit. <laughs> we're going to call it wrestling talk for, for our wrestler here. I'm going to give him some terms that wrestlers use that normal people might not understand. And he's going to quickly tell us what they mean off the top of his head. Cooper, you ready? Yep. I'm ready. Heavy hips. So heavy hips, that's when you're someone shoots in on you and you kind of sprawl back, you get your hips down low to the mat and just try to be as heavy as you can. And then try to put all your weight through your hips so you can defend the shot. Wizard. A wizard is a way to defend like a single leg. Um, you know, it's it's a goofy name, but it's a yeah, just what the defense to a single leg takedown is called. Break an opponent. Uh, breaking an opponent is when you can just tell that they're you know 
you've you've outworked them and that you can just kind of see it in their face that they're just kind of defeated so that that's when you know that they're broken back door uh back door so that's that's when you are in like a sprawl which is a move when or not not a sprawl like a sit out um and that's a move when you're on the when you're on the bottom um and then going out the back door is when you're able to like get behind them for a reversal exposure um exposure in college that means that their back is like exposed to the mat and you get like near fall there or if you don't have the takedown yet you'll be getting like it's called like back exposure and uh they'll be like in danger it's called and then you'll get a takedown eventually if you have them exposed for long enough all right that's the segment that was awesome you were really quick with that those were quality answers as well (laughs) thanks logan yeah no problem well guys that's the episode i hope you guys enjoyed it i enjoyed it Uh, coop i hope you enjoyed it yeah, I did. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. This was a great time. I'm happy I was able to share a little bit about, you know, my wrestling career and, you know, what, what wrestling means to me. No problem. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. I know you're busy. Thank you to the to the audience. Uh, continue to share these where wherever you guys have been sharing them. We really appreciate it. We've had some great growth over the last uh, couple months. Have a great night. Thank you.